Malo Dalova. My name is Giovanni Lolohe, and welcome to the Thought Plantation Podcast, the show where we harvest perspectives through conversation. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all the updates and announcements for episodes and guests. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. I guess the first question I, I guess we could start with you, Yash, is um, when, did, when did you become dead? When was your kid first born? Uh, two years ago, so she's two years old now, yeah. and um, she's free-spirited. Yeah, She's free-spirited, mm-hmm. and the other one's four months. Four months, four months. Yeah. so you're still watching things evolve and sort of see yeah. how things are going. Yeah. LJ, what about you? When was your kid first born? Because you've got two, so when was the two. first one born and the second one? Um, so first one born 2014, um, so she's six, and then the second one was born 2017, yep, so she'll be four in... Yeah. Soon. Oh, not even 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, your wife's going to listen to us yeah. a bit like, how do you not know? So I'm going to pass this question because I don't know my yeah. kids' birthdays. No, <laughs> no, no. My, my one is nine, turning yeah. 10 next January. Yeah. And my youngest one is three. So she just turned three this year. So four yeah. next year. Yeah. So so we've got a good range of kids. So yes, you would be the one who's had the newest born baby. Yeah. yeah. So how's that been? How's that been over the last three months having a, another little kid in your life and sort of trying to balance it out with your other kid? Yeah, the, the older one, like I said, is a bit more free-spirited. She's, her character and personality has come out a lot more. I guess as she's a bit more older and she can run around mm. and do different things and she's learning so much. So far, our newborn is uh, more chill so far mm. uh, compared to the first one. And But she's still very, uh, uh, you know, observing. Mm. And um, so we're grateful she, she can see and hear things. You know, she hears things and looks to the other side and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so she's been a bit easier uh, in that sense. But it's still harder because you got two. So how we do it at the moment is I look after the older one mm. uh, most of the time. And then my wife, because she's breastfeeding, yep. she looks after the, the younger one. Mm. Um, so that's how our team teamwork works. Mm. So it's 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 a little bit easier because of that. But like I said before, it's just because there's two, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, my wife um, feels like she's missing out a little bit on um, the older one because mm. they was you know they create such a bond mm. yeah and so she doesn't get to play with her as much so but she's pretty good the, the older our older daughter as long as um, we both give her time then she's fine mm. she's not jealous of the younger mm. one because we're, we're a little bit worried about that mm. but no it hasn't been the case as long as we both we both give her time then everything's yeah. pretty fine i guess that's the complication with having well i say complication but that's sort of the balancing act with having two kids right it's like when you have your first one all your energy all your time it, it's it's easier to sort of allocate time to one child and sort of spend you know and do lots of different things. Then the second one comes around and then it becomes a juggling act because A, you want it to be as balanced as, as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the younger one, obviously that's a little bit different because they do actually need a lot of that time and a lot of your mm-hmm. time. So it's good that you're having, you know, you have your wife sort of, and you guys sort of have a game plan almost yeah, to sort of, sure. you know, how to sort of split that up. Did you find that, LJ? Did you find it hard when your second child came along and trying to find the balance between the two? Um, I guess... Uh, it is it is an adjustment because mm. I find with the first one it's a bit of a kind of um, 
you know, you're a first parent, so there's no manual or anything that actually tells you what it's like. You know, you kind of have an idea, but it's often really different. There's plenty of books, though. I'm sure your yes, wife would have given yes. to you and they would have been like, I'll definitely read that. Yep, yes, yep, yep. Yes. Put that to the <laughs> side. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So with the first one, kind of, you know, kind of a lot of practicing, kind of what works, what doesn't work, kind of, you know, figuring the whole parenting thing out. And mm. I guess with the second one coming, in a way, you kind of knew what to expect, kind of going through the birthing process and, you know, all the support involved. Mm. Um, but the second one is different, you know, different to the first one. So, um, you know, what works for the first one doesn't necessarily work for the second one, those kind of things. Mm. Um, but I also found, you know, with the first one, because she's a bit older, you know, as she became more independent, you know, we started having a bit more of freedom as, as a family, kind of can start traveling again and stuff like that. Mm. But when, when the second one came, it's kind of defaulting you back to, you know, mm. regular yeah. breastfeeding, yeah. regular naps, you know, mm. suddenly you're more, more housebound and having to access shops and stuff is a lot more mm. harder. So There's a lot more planning thing. needed, right? And I think I can relate with that one because my oldest one is, you know, when, when my youngest one was born, Nine minus three is six. So, <laughs> so my, my oldest one was yeah. six at the time. And yeah. it did make it a lot more easier in term, because by that time, my oldest was quite independent. You know, I've been very lucky. She's, you know, she wakes up, she makes her own breakfast. She kind of <laughs> is able to sort of, you know, I mean, nothing complex, you know. So I don't come in the morning, she's like scrambling eggs and sort of <laughs> flipping sausages and bacon. One of these days, one of these days, I'm sure. But, you know, um, she's very self-sufficient, which I think helped a lot in terms of the transition over having a new child. And you're right. I think the biggest difference that I noticed was just the planning became almost we, we reverted back almost to when our oldest one was was quite small. Right. We were hesitant to sort of go out anywhere. It was just such a hassle to sort of pack a pack another bag, pack everything, mm. you know, although it's good to sort of get your kids out and about as much yeah. as possible and ex- expose them to as much sort of people and stuff for socialization. Mm. But. You know, sometimes it's easier just to chill. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's easier just to sit back. You play a few blocks. I'm just going to watch, you know, Walking Dead again, yeah. you know, and finish off. Okay. So another question I want to know, and this is kind of if you guys can think as far back. You know, I know as being a dad, sometimes our memory lapses, you know, with having kids and all that. So what expectations did you have when you first found out your, your significant other was pregnant? You know, what was your expectations and sort of how did you visualize yourself being a dad? So for you, yes, if that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think just a lot of sacrifice. I think I was like, because I'm pretty selfish. I think, <laughs> you know. So, um, like a little bit less time out, like training or mm. hanging out with family or friends. Mm. So that was sort of my first thing. It was a selfish thought. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> like less time for my own. I think everyone has that. Right? Of course, and- I think everyone has that, right? I mean, because it's a, it's going to be a significant change in your life, you know. And and I don't think anyone, unless you're a saint, you know, didn't think, oh no, you know, my life is going to change for the better. But then these are sort of things that may change that may be a yeah. bit difficult. Yeah. And then even the monetarily thing, like oh, yeah. I was like, oh man, I can't muck around now because like, you know, I I don't mind. Um, eating whatever like yeah, yeah. noodles and stuff yeah. like that if i have to but i don't want my kids to no. you know so i feel like i got a lot more motivated to, mm. to uh develop my career and mm. be more professional and that 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 sense of things yeah um so those are the two things um the sacrifice and 
mm. career-wise, you know, yeah. like, man. You became more focused almost yeah, after the yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- those were the two things that stood mm. out for me for sure. Well, you, LJ, before you and Alana had, had um, your first child, you know, what was your sort of expectation of becoming a dad or actually stepping into the role of fatherhood? fatherhood. Um, <clears throat> Giovanni, so, you know, as Yashley, you've got a lifestyle, you know, with friends <laughs> and, you know, family and, and a lot more independence, I guess. Um, I, me and Alana has been in a relationship for quite a long time. Um, so kind of grew from a, you know, from being teenagers, grew together, I guess. And, you know, um, in time, as the relationship evolved, you kind of, you know, what's that next step, you know, from, you know, focusing on your career or studies or friends and those kind of things, traveling to, okay, it's maybe time to settle down. So you kind of have those discussions, you know, with one another, you know, mm. um, so you kind of get time to prepare yourself, you know, and saying that you never know what it's like being a father until you're a father, you mm. know, so you might have ideas kind of maybe even based on my own background, you know, um, but I guess, um, it's, it's a bit of a crash course, you know, that, that nine months and then suddenly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no real way to build up to it. Eh? You think that nine months with everything getting prepared, it, it's not really you know, you can't really prepare because yeah. once the baby's here, it yeah. actually all cards are off the table. It changes, sort of... you know, it changes your friendships, everything. And mm. I still remember holding my my eldest Leo, you know, for the first time, you know, and she's so small, kind of, I'm not even sure exactly how to hold her, you know, didn't even realize <laughs> that you have to support the head kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so lots of learning in a very short time frame. Yeah, and I yeah. guess that makes sense, right? Because... Yeah. As much like like I mentioned earlier, you know, as much as we'd like to try and prepare, and there's you know there's books upon books about how to parent. You know, you start going out and you start buying cots, and you start buying baby bottles, you start buying nappies upon nappies, of mountains of nappies. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't really. I mean, that's to me like that's what they call I guess nesting. You know, you're sort of preparing your home to sort of have a child in there, and it doesn't actually prepare you, right? Because because my like I've always thought. Even from like my early teenage years, I've always wanted to be a dad. I think that was something that was definitely in the cards for me. So we had summer, like my wife got pregnant, I think at 19, 20, I think. So we, we started quite young and nothing was really established. And so I, I, I can relate to you, Yash, in terms of saying once the kid came along, like pure focus, man. Absolutely pure focus about what I needed to do. And it's sort of like a weird feeling where... And, and, and everyone can tell you, I'm also a very selfish person. <laughs> Just, you know, a, a very selfish person with my time, selfish, you know, with sort of with my wants, my needs. Um, but it sort of changed quite significantly when, I guess, when the child came because I was living for someone else a little bit different mm-hmm. to me, you know, which is a really weird feeling because, you know, like, did the same for my partner at the same time, you know, we're sort of, but that relationship is also very different to when a child comes mm-hmm. in as well, mm-hmm. right? So my expectation was, I had no expectation. Yeah, I had a pretty good upbringing. I, I, I'm very lucky to have a pretty good upbringing. So I had a lot of stuff to sort of relate to and sort of ask questions to and, and sort of my wife. So I guess the biggest expectation for me was that I can't be fucking around anymore. Eh? I can't be pissing about. At the time, I was working as a, a community support worker for like all the adults. So it's like, but that was a career going nowhere, you know? So it was like, it was hard, loved the job, you know, loved the people I worked with, but the work was hard and the pay was shit and it wasn't enough really to sort of support so i i think that's what focused me to sort of pursue nursing was like shortly after that and i guess you know we can all agree you know having a kid 
was actually a very positive thing in our lives, mm. right? It actually, not that you'd say otherwise anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not for me. No. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure they <laughs> Just throwing you all under the bus here, right? Eh? Did you hear what? <laughs> you should go listen to the latest podcast. These guys just talking smack. Oh, but you know, it's like I think the focus was was a really big thing, right? And yeah. I think that's what I needed to push through because mm. I really had no motivation to do much. Yeah. You know, I think I was quite comfortable in the little bubble that I had established for myself, and anything outside of that was yeah. whatever. You know, winging it. Yeah, I find know? it interesting how you said that. Um, you always wanted to have kids. Mm. And a lot of people that, that I grew up with um, had the similar thing, but I didn't want kids at first. Okay. Um, like I said, I was selfish. I wanted to, you know, play footy and mm. uh, get into business and things like that. Um, but once I sort of did those things, I was like, what's next? Mm. And um, I wanted to, I, I don't know, it was maybe when I, because I'm 34, so it was when I turned 30, then I started to think, oh, mm. I want to have a family. Mm. And, um, I sort of had my time in a way. Right, my crack at things, and mm. it's like mm. it's time to pour into the next generation, yep. sort of thing. And I wanted that because I looked at it and I was like, "Man, that looks so hard." Yeah, parenting, and then you know, I've been in family reunions, and like, mm. it looks real hard, you know, taking <laughs> kids in that, and like, you know, <laughs> and I was like, um, "Oh man, I think there's something in hard things." And, you know, you want your own. I felt like I wanted my own flesh and blood. Mm. And, you mm. know, so, but I didn't want it. Um, Early on, yeah, was only yeah. I think when I turned like thirty, sort of. Yeah, thing, I was like, your time's done. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so what? So that, that's a, that's a good question. So at what point when you turned thirty were you like, okay, you know, what, where did that idea spark to sort of maybe pursue children and pursue a family? It was like, um, I guess it's a bit of a Christian thing, like uh, God's love for. I wanted to understand uh, that love, you know, of having mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Like traveling mm. is a great experience and helps you grow. Having a family, like you're gonna learn stuff that you you just can't learn if unless you have kids, you know. True. Unless yeah. you need babysitting that. It's still not the same. No. To have your own flesh and blood and I feel like I just wanted to experience whatever mm. I can in life and have my own family. you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah attach you know, yeah. It's very different babysitting your children well not babysitting your children, but like taking care of your child and sort of babysitting someone else's. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you do anything for the person you're babysitting, but that there's a there's a certain attachment that comes with your own children yeah. where it's just it's just different. Yeah. Right? It's just very different. And I wanted that you wanted to that. know mm. what it was and, yeah. and how parents talk about their kids. You know, they're, yeah. they're, oh, you never know until you have your own. Only if their kids are doing well, eh? <laughs> I don't hear a lot of people like, yeah, my kids are drug user, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, the, you know, there's, there's definitely that pride that comes with having a child, right? And sort of seeing yourself move beyond you in a way that that's a bad way to sort of explain it. But like, you know that when your time comes, you know, you continue on through your children. Yeah. Mm. And that's something comforting, I think, for, for yeah. a lot of people, because if you're afraid of death, you know, and, you know, of course, that's going to be even worse knowing that all this work that you've put in is going to go, to, go nowhere. But then if you have children, that kind of puts it into a different ballgame mm. where you've got the next generation, you've got something to give them to sort of watch them sort yeah. of pick it up. That's why a lot of family businesses, mm. you know, run really well if the aim is to sort of bring it to the next generation and have something for them to sort of fall back on or to yeah. carry on in a way. What about you, LJ? When did I'm, you sort of like decide, huh, I'm going to I'm yeah. gonna have a kid now? <laughs> or was that Alana's idea? <laughs> uh, 
Giovanni, I think um, with me and Ilana asked that relation, you know, when I met her, you know, kids mm. were not on the table, you know, always that discussion, do you want kids someday, you know, sh- you know, I'm open to that, you know, that discussion. Yeah. Um, but I guess as the relationship evolved and you reach your milestones, you know, for example, um, you know, studying and mm. finding your first job and, you know, start saving and traveling and all those things, it actually puts children off. And, you know, as Josh was saying, easily into your 30s, mm. you know, because in your 20s, you're kind of trying just to kind of make ends meet, I guess, and not well-paid jobs, like I worked in a bakery, you know, minimum salary, long hours, you know, stuff like that. Um, having to go through nursing school, you know, and doing lots of placements. Um, and I guess the same end on, on, on the other half. But soon, I guess, you know, then you kind of start achieving some of those goals as you put in hard work and stuff. And I guess for me, you know, Leah was born when I was 30. So me and Ilana kind of reached a, a period in our relationship where we were married, you know, these, you know, went through the honeymoon kind of and marriage year in, you know, what's our next, you know, and that's when children automatically becomes part of the discussion. So it's kind of like a natural progression in many I guess ways. So, yeah. 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 Um, and I guess, you know, it was quite exciting for me, you know, when Ilana said, okay, you know, and, and with my agreement, like, let's try for children, you know, mm. um, never know, you know, how, you know, kind of, I think there's this sort of expectation when you are intimate, suddenly you'll become pregnant and you'll, you'll be a father kind of thing, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not always like that, you know, so no. let's try for children, you know, so mm. I thought let's just enjoy the journey, you know, <laughs> yeah. see where it brings us. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right. But it's different. Like, like yeah, yeah. why I say that is suddenly, you know, um, there's a bit of like reality come in where, you know, um, I'm not pregnant, you know, after mm. the, you know, what first month, you know, and, you know, so you see that disappointment or that kind of the way it affects your other half and you're like, well, you know, it's still early days and stuff like that. Mm. Then you go, you know continue on that same journey kind of thing and continue to enjoy yeah, yourselves so, so suddenly it, 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 it becomes kind of like i don't want to use the word um you're trying you're actively trying so mm. it, you kind of um it becomes bigger than you know it's now you're wanting to be parents that's the goal so suddenly you're trying and mm. you know that that reminds me yes yes, yes. Mm. and i i think me and Alana was fortunate within two three months you know we kind of realized um you know Alana's pregnant um mm. Two, but, three months of having a good yeah, time. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's a long that's time. A, that's like a th- <laughs> so it, really- it's not just changing things. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> I guess it's sort of, I also reflect on sort of certain people that, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you don't want to use the word trying, but there are yeah. a lot of couples out there that do try very yeah. hard and yeah. unfortunately don't get pregnant. Yeah. So it is very it is a blessing, you know, and and, and mm. I guess we're very lucky to sort of ha- be sitting in a place right now where we do have two, yeah. you know, healthy children and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, the journey was great, though. I do have to. <laughs> <laughs> the journey to children was awesome, you know, and even better with the yeah. children here. I do have to say it, it yeah. is it is great. Yeah. So I also want to talk about because we all grew up. We were all children once upon a time, right? <laughs> I assume, you know. So, how did sort of your parents influence you, um, in sort of how you parent now? I mean, did they have? Did your mom or your dad sort of have a bigger influence? So, so how did that sort of work with you guys? Yeah, um, I, I knew my dad, and so I was maybe like eight or ten, 
but I would see him on the weekends because mm. mum and dad split. So yep. my mum pretty much brought me and my siblings up, mm. and she was pretty much. Uh, Hard out Catholic, and as long as I went to church and, <laughs> and we had our uh, loco at night, yeah, she wasn't too fussed. Mm. She wasn't too fussed, and mm. I guess I have carried some of that simplicity over as you know, uh, that I want for my daughters, you know, be you know, good people, uh, mm. respectful, and yeah, uh, work hard, and you know, go to church, and mm. sort of beyond that, I'm not too fussed in a way, mm. you know, as long as they, they're respectful to people, I want you know family and friends to say, oh, your kids are good kids, you know, mm. that, that sort of thing. So my mom had a real sim- simple sort of outlook on everything mm. and she took people in and, uh, you know, really cared for people. So, mm. yeah, it definitely has impacted me. I'm not too, you know, I obviously want them to do well in school and sports and stuff like that. But if they're jerks, then, you know, I feel like I would mm. fail, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I do have expectations for them in that sense, mm. but I just want them to be good family members mm. and, and uh, good um you know, people out in society yeah. and wherever they go. So it's like upstanding yeah. citizens. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Because you can only really blame the parent, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, for I, sure. I, yeah. I think, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we've all run into asshole kids, you know, here and there. I mean, you're a PE teacher. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. I was about to say. I'm sure you run into a few, but I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna... I do, I do, yeah, 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 more than I, yeah, more than you'd like, you yeah. know. So it's like, how much do you think does parenting play and society play in sort of how kids sort of evolve forward you know what do you guys think i think a big part yeah, really big part, yeah. W- which part the the parenting part or the or society part um personally i think parenting part especially mm. for that initial developing stages of the first three years you know mm. kind of building personality you know kind of values mm. society always plays its part you know but I think it, it's, it stems from home and then kind of expands mm. out into the community. So you think nurture has a much more bigger environment, much yeah. more bigger play yeah. than actually yeah. the environment influencing? Yeah. Okay, mm. that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that those first like seven to ten years or whatever, mm. like mm. kids are so, uh, so absorbing so much and mm. their concentration is good in that mm. and they're just taking in everything around them and then mm. as we get older, we get more distracted and mm. have all these different things that pulls us in different ways mm. but i think at that age it's just whatever's around them and that's mm. us you know the yep. parents yep. and so they're just yep. absorbing everything yep. so i agree i think the, the parenting has mm. more of an effect mm. than and, society and to add to that you know as an example as a, as, as a kid gets born you know they're like sponges they just look and absorb and mm. learn and you know so they grow very quickly within that first initial stages you mm. know so i think a lot of parents you know and to some degree this element of truth is you know um, they expect when they say something, the kids would learn through that action. But it's actually they see and learn more through your actions mm-hmm. as parents. You know, so you know, for example, how you would approach a situation, or how you would conduct yourself, or for example, how you would show love or kindness or hold. Or so it's it's it. In many ways, it's it's through your actions. Mm. You know, even those subtle daily kind of things at home that actually mm. I think kids they just absorb and learn and respond to that mm. very quickly i mean that makes sense right because you because yeah. a child's first learning environment is home right yeah. so if you're going to learn anything that's going to yeah. set you up for wider society you'd hope that you'd have the fundamentals and the basics at home yeah. and i guess if we sort of look at the people like me and you we work with a lot of clients you know with with mm. personal issues psychosocial issues mm. you know mix on top of that you know maybe some mental illness and stuff mm. you know we know how important a stable environment at home is for the growth of, of a child, you know? So I think it is a lot 
of there's a lot of emphasis that needs to be put on parents to sort of mm. provide that as best as possible. Now, me sitting here and saying that is is you know is is simplifying a bit too much, right? Because life is complicated. Mm. You know, society is very complicated. It's not easy to just say, oh no, this is what you need to provide for a child, because you know some parents work three jobs. You know, so now they can't actually spend their quality time. You know, mm. they have to rely on others, and sometimes. It's out of their hands to a certain degree, right? Because if you're not home to sort of, you know, nurture your child, they're going to find it elsewhere, mm. you know? So it, it does play a big important. I think it's a little bit of both, right? So I think the initial part, it needs to be the parents need to be the first involvement and the first teachers, right? Mm. And then that kind of sets them up to sort of know, almost know the difference between right and wrong in society and, and they will make those choices. I mean, that's my hope anyways, that they sort of know from being at home what's right and wrong. And then when they're faced with that in society where we have very little control of in reality, you know, when you send your child to school, it's kind of, yeah, well, yeah. don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't, don't be an asshole today. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think when I look at, you know, well put, to go- well put together children, you know, happy children, you know, um, children that look like they've got a lot of potential, it actually, and then you see them at home, you can see where it starts from. Mm. So I agree with you guys, you know, I think it starts with home and then, you know, it, but society does have this way of, fucking people over in a certain degree which we can't account for and and it's an interesting thing you know looking at my past like i grew up with my grandparents and with my mom and mm. with my younger brother so my mom took the lead you know she makes sure you know brush your teeth you know get ready for school pack their lunches and stuff but you know as kids you kind of push the boundaries and stuff so if mom says no for example grandparents would step in and, and reinforce mom in many ways you mm. know um so what they're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Islander parents, not so much, right? Mom said no. Oh, Grandma, can I go this? Oh, you can do yeah. this. Like, shame. Yeah. And, and in a way, you know, so because my parents split up, uh, you know, when I was young as well. So um, so I would see my father, you know, um, during school holidays and stuff like that. And I guess, you know, so my grandfather took a bigger role kind of in that kind of daily kind of parenting in many ways. And then mm. also sometimes my uncles, you know, would come around and stuff. So that's like father figures and stuff. Mm. But why point that out that sometimes, you know, you know, an uncle or, or your grandfather and maybe even, you know, mm. other family members, you know, they kind of help sculpt you, you know, mm. what's right, mm. what's wrong kind of thing. So I've got a big sense of community helps mm. to raise a child, whether it's a grandparent, a father, mm. a mom, uncles, aunties, you know, all mm. the wider community. So it, it I think that's the balance. The word balance is probably key. I think I think that's very similar to uh, Pacific communities, right? We, you know, yes, there's the home parents, but like if you go to church a lot and you go to like a lot of church functions and stuff, you do get raised by a lot of aunties and, and cousins and stuff like that. So I guess that's that's something similar. But if you don't mind, LJ, because you actually have one of the most interesting upbringings <laughs> that I've heard in a very long ever, right? Okay. Um, and you've turned out to be such a nice person, <laughs> which is really, really odd because I, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about sort yeah. of your upbringing and stuff like yeah. that. But sort of how does someone like you who's very conscientious, very kind, you know, really good friend, you yeah. know, grow up in such a, let's say, a hostile environment like South Africa? Yeah. You know, like how, how, why do you think you turned out a little yeah. bit more positive and hopeful yeah. as compared to a lot of other people who'd yeah. be like quite, which I would yeah. imagine, right, if I put myself in that place, would be easy yeah. to sort of fall into this yeah. dark space yeah. and, and just sort of just yeah. accept it for what it is? Um, Giovanni, I think there's a combination of things. Mm. I think um, 
uh, you know, my parents played a big role, especially when I was born kind of thing. That's just reflecting on that kind of thing. Mm. And also my grandparents' stability and home. So I always had a place to sleep. I always had food. Um, even though there wasn't always a lot of money and stuff, at least that security was there. Um, my grandparents pushed a lot for schooling, so they were very, you know, you have to finish school, even if you repeat year after year, you yeah. know. So at school, you learn a lot kind of thing as well. And um, Christian values mm. as well, you know. Um, and in saying that, you know, if, if I did something, you know, maybe, Mum, for example, wouldn't agree on. There was hiding, lots of hiding. So <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree. We can all relate to that, my friend. So that just yeah. reinforces the, you know, it's love. It's all. It's just love, man. But the big thing is, you know, through all of that, it, it. I think, you know, my mum showed me a lot of kindness, you know, mm. growing up, and so did my parents, you know, my father and my, you know, mm. grandparents. Mm. And one of the things I'm hoping to bring through to my parenting is is kindness, mm. you know. Um, because there will be days, you know, where you're frustrated with your kids and, you know, annoyed and, you know, just want to pull an ear or yeah. do a smack or do something, you know, as, yeah. as, 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 as I grew up kind of thing. Mm. But then this is a new time, modern age, mm. and um, that kind of practice has been frowned upon many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, so I'm hoping just to kind of mm. bring kindness mm. through to my parenting in many ways. Because I can imagine the environment in South Africa is is so different to where you are now. Because, you, you know, many times we've had informal chats about, you know, that sounds so professional, informal yeah. chats, <laughs> you know. You know, we, you know, we were just yeah. sort of like, you know, you know, kicking the shit at work. You know, you always mention how different South Africa is, like especially when you yeah. first moved here, yeah. you know, and you were so concerned why no one has bars on their windows mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and extra yeah. gates, yeah. you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So do you think, do you think to a certain degree that has influenced in what you portray to your children? I mean, do you sort of have this sort of immense uh, consci- conscious for, for safety yeah. and sort of stuff like that? Yeah, it, it's definitely there with, I guess, so for me, example, if, if I go shopping, even though in New Zealand it's a safe place and stuff, I'm conscious, I'm mindful that, you know, kids get stolen, you know, mm. in South Africa especially. So I need to see my kids always and I get quite serious you know when i can't see them <laughs> i can imagine yeah man <laughs> so my kids has to be inside you know close to me i have to see them mm. um and and things as, as you know like it even at my home now you know it's um i guess we're a lot stricter with they go visit friends and stuff so our kids haven't visited friends yet you know and if they do visit friends one of us go along you know mm. kind of um it's not about trust i think it's more just kind of um wanting to make sure your kids are safe because uh, you know hmm. as we grew up you know there was a lot of safety kind of of course that makes sense and i think it does come through as an hmm. adult i, as well. I don't trust them either yeah yeah no no they, yeah i wouldn't trust them either yeah <laughs> but th- but that makes sense because i i can relate with that too because i think only recently we have allowed our oldest to spend some time after school with her friend mm. Who actually lives like five minutes from school? Yeah. So like that's as that's as much as leeway we've kind of given, and I guess a bit of paranoia maybe, you know, and sort of, you know, I I just don't know what it's about. I guess it's it's a bit unfortunate because I always reflect back on this and and how my upbringing was very different to how my children's upbringing is now. Like mm. growing up in Tonga, I come home from school, drop my bag off, won't even say bye or hello to my parents. I'm on my bike, I'm gone, yeah. right, and I'm not yeah. back until like eight nine ish yeah. at night, you know. And I think about that now. It's like, imagine if you come home and your kid doesn't even acknowledge you on their bike gone. I'll be calling the police, you know, calling friends and family. Like, we need to get a search party out now. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate because I think that loses they lose a lot out on sort of that sort of adventurous sort of sort of spirit in a way, right? It sounds a bit um sexist, but because they've got two daughters, I think I would be, I am a bit more paranoid. Yeah. Mm. I think if I, I did have a son, I would probably be a little bit more relaxed just because mm. um, it sounds a bit extreme, but it only has to happen once. Right. And you can't undo it. So mm. I think I'm a little bit more mm. on the paranoia mm. <laughs> side of things yeah. and overprotective yeah. just because, you know, you hear of stories out mm. there so oh, yeah. I'll be the same yeah. as you LJ like I always have to see them and yeah, yeah. I don't trust anybody you know, sort of thing like, you start to realize this is why Palang has invented leashes you know, for their children <laughs> you know it's like that's why so they don't get lost you know as weird as it sounds but your kid's definitely not going to get lost on a leash yeah, right so, so, that, so that's interesting yeah. so what, why would you be more comfortable with, with a boy is it at a certain age or just a boy in general would you be more comfortable I'll probably that? be a little bit older yeah, yeah probably at a certain age but yeah. um I think there's more sicko men out there than there mm. is. Um, True. That after little mm. girls than there are after little boys. I guess mm. they are too, um, mm. but yeah. they seem to be more of a target. True. So you mean different. like statistically, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. the likelihood of, of a little boy as compared to a girl getting yeah. taken is yeah. yeah. Well, that's mm. I wonder what the statistic would be. I'm not going to Google it because either, that's yeah, going to be yeah. weird. Yeah. You know, then you know, government checks my computer. It's like, why is this guy googling statistics for? What's the likelihood <laughs> yeah, of a little boy yeah, with a girl? And then you're gonna have a yeah, yeah. To knock on my door. Hey, eh? excuse me, so you're gonna have to come down with us. Yeah. Oh no, mm. I mean that that makes sense. I think for me, I'm just paranoid in general. Whether I had a little boy or a little girl, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not at the stage where I'm comfortable enough to allow them or, or to like risk well, it. You know, because. Yeah. As they get older, they can fight back the boys and mm. run away. You know, like, but girls, because if it's a guy, mm. it's too strong most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most, yeah. Most, I think, not I always, think for me, it depends on the age, right? Like, yeah, if we're looking definitely. at like 9, 10, 11, I think regardless of who they are, if a, if a dude's big enough, they'll take whoever, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I've seen some pretty feisty ass freaking girls, you yes, know? Yeah. Generally, generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, um, yeah. guys, they can cop a hiding, I think, mm. and, and not be as. Mm. Um, yeah, I, traumatized I so. as a as a girl, mm. you know. Yeah, I yeah. Think most guys have had a few fights somewhere along the way. Or sometimes the way too goes. many. Yeah, yeah. Or too, you know what I mean. Mm. But girls, like, ask most girls, they're like, it wouldn't be a common thing, yeah. right? Actually, in saying that, you know, recently over the last couple Welcome of years, with all those videos yeah. that's coming out, it's been girls. Yeah. You know, those school fights, and you know, the police have been involved. I think. I think that's a little bit of a change in society yeah, now, yeah, right? True. Like, I, I think, think it used right. to be. Like, mm-hmm. I think our generation would have been. You know, girls would probably do it on the down low. You know. Yeah you know kill you with rumors or something like yeah, yeah, that you yeah. know but like now girls get scrappy man and they're sort of in there like non-stop but like i think in, if we're talking about like you know the risks of sort of allowing our children out and about i'm paranoid regardless hey eh? like mm. for me it's like yeah i guess if you sort of compare to point a girl and sort of the likelihood of which one would would escape you know it's like do you think you know statistically you know this is you know statistically guys are a little bit more stronger than women that's just you know, that's just genetics, not genetics. That's just physiological sort of evidence, right? But I do think girls are a little bit more smarter than guys. So I think if they, if <laughs> that's gr- true. yeah, so if girls did get taken, they'll be probably easier to sort of find an escape route as opposed to a guy who will just be sitting there in the corner like, oh, I'm fucked, eh? Cheers, I'm, I'm absolutely fucked. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll add to it, you know, you know, me reflecting on it. I, th- I think autom- maybe even subconsciously to some degree, you know, you know, how I would, for example, raise boys might be slightly different to girls. Mm. You know, I think, you know, 
a lot of sexual feeling is happening towards women, you know, mm. especially, you, you know, um, you know, teenagers and, you know, mm. you know, even younger. Mm. So I guess that is always in the back of my mind kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think as a parent, I want to make sure they are safe, you know, mm. and I think, you know, a lot of women out there, you know, have had some, you know, experiences in the past that can be traumatic, you mm. know, lifelong. Mm. Um, and you know you can never say whether just a minor or um, not a minor but um, you know at what threshold you mm. know that that experience or that mm. exposure is that causes that right. that, that trauma long term yeah. yeah. I think it's it's just being mindful of that mm. um, you know because trauma yeah. comes in different levels right yeah. so some people may experience trauma in one way and the others would be like yeah. oh, i can take that well yeah. someone will be absolutely yeah. wrecked by it. Yeah. it it's hard to determine right yeah. because that comes down to the child's resilience you know their support systems you know um their upbringing a lot of yeah. stuff which sort of contribute to that and yeah. it's a tough one you know because what is that threshold yeah. Yeah. i don't know what that threshold is you know? And and I I guess you know to you know nobody wants you know to put a you know whether it's male or female mm. in a um, you know in a risky situation mm. I think but I just think sometimes girls end up more in that likely situation and and I think I want to you know because I love them I want to make sure it doesn't happen mm. and kind of would you um, say they're more at risk Would you say yeah, What do you think I think okay. it's just a feel like it okay you know? no that's yeah, fine yeah. I got the same yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I think um you know even the girls can yeah. gossip probably more and backstab more and things like that um i think they're nicer in general yeah i think just so words, but like yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> even like good guys man like we guys we're a little bit we're a little bit more dodgy in a sense even good in what guys, sense <laughs> you know i am not i don't know like i think like, like females can be a little bit naive like uh nice guys but they you know mm. but they, they got motives you know ah, right i mean it's, you know? it's a different kind of way of how they sort of navigate that sort of yeah, sphere right? a little bit more uh trusting um mm. maybe i don't know just i just i see uh, maybe friends or family say oh that guy's a nice guy but i'm like i don't know no, he's I not don't a, know. Yeah, yeah you know because no. us yeah. guys know the way other guys think more mm. Mm. and ladies they don't they think like oh, that is all right we pick, like, you nah, reckon nah, we pick I up on it more, with right? that guy and yeah He's putting yeah. it on to get yeah. what he wants, yeah. you know. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah, so that's what I know. Yeah, true. No, that, that ladies and mm. my kids won't. Yeah, yeah. You have Crafty, like what, what are they called? Men sluts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're professional. You know, they know yeah, what to course. say and what to do, how to carry themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a generational thing, right? Because yeah. like I think that's less and less. Th- I could be wrong, you know, but yeah. like the people that I sort of hang out with and the people that I sort of see, I think that sort of like attitude towards women is changing and evolving mm. for, for the better. Because mm. I think of like my dad's generation and, and the generation before that and, you know, and, and I look at sort of all the stories like my uncles and stuff and I'm just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I, I, I hear like uh, people like these days be like, oh, you know, this and that. Like, man, like the stories I've heard of like these guys is like, you guys are amateurs, man, honestly. So I think in, in, a, in another way, it's, good because that shows that we're evolving with the times you know i think we were more respectful of women and we're a lot more sort of um attuned i guess to sort of feelings not as much as we should be you know we're doing pretty all right here at the moment (laughs) you know but like it's it's sort of like something that is changing over time and it'll be hard to say right it'll be hard to say because when you see like a situation where um people get what am I, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Get sort of uh, charged for, like say, 
let's go to the extreme, you know, get charged for rape, but doesn't actually happen. Like that's quite a big thing that doesn't help with trust, right? On, on both sides, you know. So I think both sides have their own positives and negatives. You know, some negatives are more heavier than the other, mm. but you know, it's it's still something that's quite that that's evolving over time. But but from personally, what I see, I see things changing for the better. Mm. You know, you don't hear as much of. People going like, 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 you know, we all have friends and we all sort of know people who sleep mm -hmm. around with a lot of people. But like, that's not like, you know, we're not high-fiving these guys anymore. It's like, you know, I slept with like six other women the other week. Good mm -hmm. for you. Maybe because we're all married, you know, and we're, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely think that, you know, I think we don't sort of, we're not as condoning as we used yeah, to be. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that whole locker room stuff that used yeah. to happen back in the day. I don't think that's as as normal as mm. people think it's it is going towards more like family yeah family I, no i think just more respect yeah. in general right because yeah. i think yeah i mean yeah. I, I think it's just respect in general yeah. yeah but you know if i if kind of to elaborate a bit this you know for example with the two kids with leonaria you know like so i guess part of me wants to help them become independent you mm. know kind of be able to make choices independently and and, and kind of live life you know um at the same time, you know, when it comes down to future relationships, I'm, I'm think, you know, even though it's a far away, it's always in the back of your mind, kind of. You it's know, never happening for me, you man. Know, you, know. <laughs> you see all these swords located <laughs> exactly, in different exactly, parts of this house. Know. I'm ready. What's my take? I think that's the reflection I do. You know, what's my take on it? You know, um, you know, what age is boyfriend's okay? You know, yeah, um, a lot to think about. It's what about, about yeah. intimacy, birth control, and those kind of things? You know, and, you know, so I'm trying at this age to kind of convey to my, my daughters that, you know, it's it's about finding, I'm going to be used to it, meaningful relationships, like the right friends, kind of, mm. that helps you kind of be the better person, kind mm. of. And I'm hoping that would add to the boys as well, like, yeah. like mingling with boys that brings the best out on them, kind mm. of, that is good friends, rather than just look good or is strong or say the right things, so looking deeper but that's hard to teach you know like how do you teach that you know so it's hard to beyond control. the physical appearance yeah. and at the deeper connection. but it's but it's also hard to control because i think in that situation yeah. you're always going to be the bad guy you know yeah. like your, your daughter yeah. I, I feel really cringy <laughs> when i just think of like that ever happening but like yeah. you know it brings home a guy he could be the you know a really nice person as well mm -hmm. but like i think even if he wasn't and you tell her no this guy is not good for you you automatically you're a bad person you know you're yeah. a bad guy you don't you're not supporting her because to a certain degree i guess you know now that you, you've made me think about yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> now that you've you've brought yeah. 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 i was gonna deal with it when it shows yeah. all right i'm gonna live in denial for as yeah. long as i can yeah. yeah bloody hell man but you know i think reflecting on it now you kind of have to trust them to a certain degree that they and it kind of goes back to what i initially mm. said right you know they're going to have to make those choices and mm. for you your yeah. job is to sort of give them the best yeah. uh, supports at an early age so they mm. know the difference between what's that's, an asshole and who's a really good person and i think that's where the you know the, you know at a young age now you know principles models right wrong you know i guess that that kind of is different for each person each family each cult each culture mm. but you know um, I'm hoping that, you know, when she does make, you know, she's got friends, but when she does make friends and stuff, it's, it's good influences. Um, there's an element that I'm mindful of. She has to kind of go and experience, you know, kind of 
bad relationships in many ways, you know. No, 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 no. I don't mean in a, in a, in a, in a, from a boy girl kind of concept. No, no. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's not a perfect life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, to add no, to true. that, you know, yeah. I've experienced many things in life. Mm. You know, I'm lucky that hasn't, you know, it kind of helped me reflect on, you know, what life is. So I, I, I feel that, you know, I'm able to navigate life, you know, with all the challenges it brings and all the positives it brings. And um, so I feel that sometimes when something bad does happen, you kind of grow through that situation. Mm. And, mm. you know, so even though I want to protect my kids, you know, mm. I, I do want them to, you know, like if they do fall, hey, mm. you know, it's okay. They is a bit hurt, you know, yeah. let's put a plaster on kind of thing. Mm. So it's hard to find that balance, you know, like... Yeah. Even yeah. even though we've mostly talk about like the safety and in that aspect mm. of you know boyfriend girlfriend and that, like I um I'm overprotective in terms of like I want them to be around good people and that as yeah. well because mm. I don't want them to, to hang around with losers who lose or use bad language, mm. not just like swearing. I mean like they aren't uh, trying to you know improve and right. always bringing people down yeah, you know yeah, not yeah. talking a very negative yeah, sort of so like view on things yeah. yeah so it's not just that aspect but just mm-hmm. being around people that are pursuing things mm-hmm. and trying to achieve and positive uh, influences yeah, I, yeah, yeah 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 and then um yeah just having a good uh network of friends and mm. yeah just being around yeah being around a good mm. good environment um and um yeah that, that that's pretty much mm. uh, another thing that, aspect to it as well i guess that's the, always going to be the hope right is that you sort of it, it reminds me when i first took my my oldest out of daycare and into like proper school right because mm. in daycare and actually that's a probably like the, one of the best euphemisms i can use is that in daycare you have to sign them in you have to sign them out it's there's three gates to even get out of the place there's constant observation mm-hmm. and then you take them to school and the gates are wide open you yeah, know it's like exactly, you know yeah. And, and I remember, I remember asking the principal, because, you know, usually if it's your first time, your parent, you know, maybe you meet the principal, vice principal, and they'll sort of take you around the school and explain what's happening. Because, you know, parents are very anxious having their kids move into, like, big school, because you hear, you know, there's, there's bullies, there's not, like, there's some not nice people, there's, the access is quite, you know, it's quite open. And the first thing in my head that I saw was, you know, their, their fence is quite open, like, straight onto the main road. And so I sort of asked them, um, how do you guys stop the kids from running onto the road? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then she kind of looks at me. It's like you know, it's like oh, you know, like like this is you know, new parent, you know, new person yeah. bringing to school. Yes. You know, which oh. she probably deals with all the time, right? She's like, <clears throat> usually kids know not to run onto the road. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's a good point. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But you know, it, it's also it's like you're gonna have to trust them to sort of make those yeah. Yeah. correct decisions, and you kind of have to, you know, you know, if you haven't sort of done the right thing by your child you know there's going to be gaps in everywhere you sort of go right you know there's no such thing as a perfect parent you know you're not always going to be able to purvey your messages as as a as an adult and sort of as well as you'd like them to be but you know to a certain degree you're going to have to sort of do your best and then sort of allow them to sort of make those choices whether they be good or bad you know and just deal we just roll with it and you kind of brought up an interesting point and it's like lessons through hardship you know, I think there's no greater lesson in life than going through something very difficult and then getting over it, mm. right? And the getting over it part is <laughs> the important oh. part, you know, because sometimes people go through, you know, because people go through hardships yeah. all the time. And what actually makes that hardship worse is that inability to sort of either work your way out of it or see a way out, mm. right? That's why you have a lot of people sitting in very depressed states. Sometimes, you know, you look at your financial situation and, you know, it gets quite overwhelming and you just can't figure a way out. That's how a lot of sort of people sort of, 
in their lives, you know, do a lot of sort of like bad stuff to themselves and to others, you know, and I think trying to, and this is going to be difficult, you know, it's like, how do you sort of provide that motivation mm -hmm. to a child, you know, to know that no matter what you, you have the strength to sort of get over it and stuff. Yeah, that's that's a big one, eh? Yeah. Especially today's day and age of mm. depression and yeah, some other things going on. That's right. That's a great question, eh? Yeah, I, I, and I, you know, and and I guess the real test will be time, right? Mm. You know, because the amount of access to kids have to each other is ridiculous. You know, mm. to social media, you know, just everything. You know, you think you know someone at school, and then on social media, there's someone totally different. You know, the amount of online bullying that goes on and stuff like that. You know, it's like, how do you prepare someone for that? Yeah, you know, yeah. People talk about resilience, eh? Mm. It's, it's mm. resilience, it? Something I was thinking on, you know, it comes back from when I started, first started becoming a father, you know, like, um, is this a boy, is this a girl kind of thing, you know. As a parent, you ask yourself, what do you actually want? Do you want a boy or a girl, or does it actually matter? Mm. So, blessed with two daughters, mm. sometimes I still get the question, you know, um, Oh, are you going to try for the boy kind of thing, you know? Or like we have you, a choice, right? Did, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, exactly. just, I'll just, I'll just, just, I'll just, I'll just, daughters, you know? <laughs> but then, you know, I reflected on that, you know, it's, you know, I think it comes back to a generation, a generation kind of thing, you know, mm. um, what is dad, mum, you know, back in the day versus what is dad, mum now in a modern society, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, a lot of fathers, for example, if I look at my uncles and aunties and, you know, they struggle to relate to their kids, you know, in many ways, because I don't know, you know, kind of, is it because dad is working most of the time, mum is at home, kind of doing all those cleaning and cooking and all those kind of things. And as the kids kind of grow older, you know, suddenly there's a bit of a gap between, you know, dad and, and their kids, you know, and... So something I'm trying with my my daughters is that, you know, like I do a few hobbies like beekeeping, gardening, fishing. So I take them along. No, you've you got know. a lot of hobbies. Don't, yes, don't lie. Yes. Growing grass. Yes, yes. Right. That's a weird hobby, but, you know. <laughs> so I include them. Like my daughter yeah. will come and sit there and help me pull out weeds or kind mm. of prune here or come and open the hive here. They've mm. got their little suits. Help you. Or yeah, help you. They've got yeah. little fishing rods, you know. And... I didn't really care whether they're boy or girl, you know, it's 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 because sometimes, you know, what I'm trying is that if I can find something in common, like I sometimes go for walks in the Waitakere Ranges, you know, I take the two kids along and we'll go and do a bit of a picnic. Mm. And to me, I'm hoping that that can stimulate an interest in them. Mm. So at the moment, they have to walk with me because that's something I'm going to do and they have to, they don't have much of a choice. Um <laughs> But um, I'm hoping when they're older, maybe that's something they might like and maybe mm. that's something we can connect on. So no matter where life takes them, hopefully mm. we still have something in common, whether mm. it's going to the movies together, opening the beehives mm. together or gardening mm. or whatever, but just not be disconnected. Mm. Um, you know, because this is my humor, though. It's, you know, somebody asked my father, you know, who's quite a conservative man, you know, Asked him back in the day, your, you know, and say, your son, you know, what would you say if he is going to do nursing one day, paint his toenails and play netball, you know? <laughs> what would his answer be? Yet, you know, I'm married with two kids and I'm living life, you know? Yep. And, and you're nursing, you got your nails painted, you I, play netball, exactly, you're doing all you know, those things. I'm doing all those things, yep. you know? So I guess that male, female, you know, it's, I, I'm, it's not as 
conservative as back in the day, you know. So mm. sometimes I, um, a lot of the times I'll do the cooking or the mm. cleaning or mm. the dishes and all. And so it's kind of like a 50-50, you know. Um, I help with the nappies, yeah. you know, and, and everything. And I that, that's a relationship though, right? It has yes, to be yes. that way. You know, you can't just lean on one to sort of take yeah. the slack on, yeah. you know. And, and you mentioned, you know, I think that it's about spending quality time. Right with your children, yeah. which is something I'm still working. Yeah. <laughs> it, I find that very hard yeah. to some, you know, yeah. sometimes because some of the things they want to do, I don't want to do, and the, some things I want to do, they don't want any part <laughs> and, of at all. It's easier to that, that. That's why I say they have to walk with me. You know, yeah, so they don't want to, but they have to. You know, yeah. you do something similar. Yes, you sort of get yeah. them involved with the exercise and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's great what um, LJ was saying in terms of the beekeeping and getting mm. them involved. and Because those are all great things to do. Mm. Whether they pick it up or not, they're still uh, productive and, yeah. and good for themselves, the environment and everything like that. Mm. And uh, I really like that. Um, I think it's good for us to teach them as much as possible uh, experiences and stuff because even though like they're all going to make mistakes, mm. but the more we can educate them and groom them and mm. they'll make less bigger ones. Mm. And right. so... There's less like uh, trauma or back, like mm. working back to fix things. Mm, mm. You know, the more wiser we are, so yeah. I make uh, three mistakes, big life changing mistakes, mm. as opposed to five. Mm. So right. I think it's very important because yeah. we're all going to, like, you, I don't know anybody who hasn't had some sort of big thing happen mm. in their lives. Mm. So it's going to happen to our daughters, yeah. no matter what. Mm. But if we can equip them and teach mm. them in a way that they can be resilient. Mm. And, and know that when this happens you mm. respond this way mm. and that mm. they'll be impacted less mm. and have less experiences like mm. that so that's the way I'm thinking because um, time goes like so uh, if I make a big mistake that I could have avoided I'm wasting time to, trying to mm. get over this or fix mm. it mm. that I could be spending on the next thing right so yeah. um, I think those things mm. in terms of educating them for mm. going through the bush and different mm. things teaching them as much as we can while yeah. we got them because yeah. once they get to teenagers and that they start making yeah. their own friends and yes. doing mm. different things and then yeah. yeah they don't want to do what we forced yeah. them to yeah. do you know, their own interests yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. but I do you... try to get them in the exercising yeah. and that yeah. but with, like same as you hopefully they like it and mm. want to pick it up mm. um and mm. you know, that becomes a part of their lifestyle yeah. as well. No, no, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's that's the that's going to be the biggest part. I think in sort of our role as dads is mm. to sort of try and support them to be a little bit resilient. I think it mm. comes from both parents, right? Yeah. But like because we're speaking particularly about sort of being a father, I think that is one of our biggest roles, right? Mm. For me, what I think, what I sort of see like a father role to be is someone that's sort of the rock. That sort of is mm. there, you know, no matter what happens in the family, in the world and stuff like you're the dad's going to be mm. there to support you regardless of where they end up in the world, you know. Mm. So in saying that, I was before you guys came through, I was uh, reading stuff, which <laughs> which is really <laughs> fallen back quite a bit over the last couple of years. And it's sort of like something interesting came out of it. <laughs> something interesting came out of it. So apparently, according to this stuff article, like. In terms of single parent households, right, there's 23.7% that in New Zealand. So 23% of households and children live in one parent families, which goes to make that to me, that's a high number. 
I thought it would be higher, but mm. oh, yeah, I, th- I think that's still pretty high, yeah. personally. But yeah, true. You know, I think I was thinking the forties as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like so, that, so it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a good thing in a way. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think yeah. we're actually doing a lot more better than other countries. But it sort of begs the question: Do you think, you know, when I sort of in, in casual conversation with this and that, and the work that me and LJ does in the community with different people, I start to think, you know, that the, a big part of it is father absence, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of it. And we're lucky in the sense that we feel quite valued in our relationships, you know, then we, you know, we're still married, you know, moving on. Mm. Yeah. Knock on wood. We're still married <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Yes. Who knows? Maybe after this podcast, we all start a single podcast, <laughs> men's single podcast, <laughs> you know, but do you think in today's society, we kind of spoke about society in quite, you know, different terms today, but we've spoke about it in, in detail in length. Do you think fathers are, are valued in society in the family as they used to be back in the day because you know how back in the day you know and i'm thinking like back mm. you know 90s 80s where i'm thinking you know I, I can only talk for pacific families where you know having a mom and a dad you know is, is being very integral you know marriage you get together and then you raise your children together but these mm. days there seems to be a little bit of a you know you can raise your child on your own you know mm. i think you can do it by yourself you know you don't need a man do you think that's a that, that, have you guys noticed that at all in sort of the circles that you guys hang around with and do you think that's going to have implication in the future? Mm. No. Um it's a big question. I'll, I'll give you that. Question. It's a big yes, question. A big I'll give question. you that. Yeah, because sometimes when I look at single parents, you know, sometimes that's that mm. there's no other option, you know, you're there, you have yeah. to raise that that yeah. you know, the children and yeah. it's mm. not easy, you know, because Definitely not. imagine having, you know, whatever that situation mm. looks like with you working full-time mm. plus having to mm. be a parent mm. um you know and in saying that yeah. you know i think you two would be you know good evidence to show that it can be done well yeah. right so i'm not saying that it can't be done yeah. but it's it's the evidence that i've seen it, it on, on a very anecdotal mm. sense is that it, it it's never it's never turned out as well mm. you know so, you know what i mean well. yeah, yeah, yeah. so Generally, i think i think i think it's 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 good to acknowledge the ones that do mm. become very well put together and very successful, you know, on, in, with a single parent household. Mm. But I think if we look at it statistically, one of when you look at people who join gangs, when you see people who mm. commit crimes, who become drug users and mm. stuff like that, majority of them come from single parent mm. households. And not to say that that's the only reason why they've become mm. that, but I think it, it does play a significant part. Mm. So I'm just sort of just thinking out loud, you know, do you think, and it's becoming more accepted, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, and listen, I'm, I'm not that sort of conservative to say that, you know, sing, you know, parent households doesn't need to be male, mm-hmm. female, you know, it could be male, male, you know, female, mm-hmm. female, you can have your own thoughts on, on how that mm-hmm. is. But I think two parent households is statistically what sort of has been shown to sort of help a child mm-hmm. sort of become mm-hmm. an acceptable human being, shall yeah. we say. Because if, you know, if I look at my relationship, so on one hand, so, you know, I feel it's easier when there's two people, you know, because you can reinforce one another, you mm. can gauge things from one another. Um, f- from time to time, every, you know, rough estimate, six months, I'll sit down and speak to Lana, like, you know, I've, you know, what are you finding easier? What are you finding working? You know, mm. um, I did a smack the other day. I didn't actually like that. You know, mm. those kind of conversations, for example, you know, um, <laughs> you know, so... So, you know, and if one sees, for example, now and the other one, you know, in the, because kids do push back, you know, a, a parent can easily become overwhelmed or care or stress, all those kind of concepts. Mm. Um, if there's two parents, sometimes it can just kind of augment one another, kind of, um, 
so I do think it's it's easier, you know, being a parent in a in a, in a relationship with these two adults. I guess mm. the I guess one of the things is is communication is key because mm. if one parent has one style, you know, of parenting, the other parent has a different style. It needs to augment one another at some point, yeah. you know, instead as of supposed just, to butt heads, right? Yes, yeah. yes, mm. um, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that makes sense, and then I guess that's one of the reasons why two parent households is deemed to be like. A much more healthier environment for a growing child you know so it, it it's it's something that's changing you know and i guess i mean i'm all for you know empowerment and sort of you know people standing on their own two feet and sort of getting that um but it, it's a bit difficult and, and i guess we can all sort of attest to that that a child is 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 a much more different sort of you know ball game when it comes to sort of being independent right because i think it's very difficult it's hard you know it's hard to balance things it's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it is very hard. And sometimes, as much as you'd like to try and shield someone from all that stuff, you, it, they do get exposed to some mm-hmm. of their frustrations, you know? Yeah, I think there's, um, you end up with holes. I guess you always end up with holes whether you have two parents mm-hmm. or one. Mm-hmm. But I think you have more holes. Probably more. Because you learn from your your mother and your father different aspects of mm-hmm. life. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, good cop, bad cop. Like all these different mm-hmm. things that you mm-hmm. get from your mom and then mm. some from your dad mm. and personality things and um so yeah i think you get less um less holes mm. and um yeah i think um what's it called i don't know where i was going yeah. you, probably, you probably become more well-rounded yeah, more I guess. well-rounded yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. possibly become more well-rounded yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, oh, sorry no no go on I was, I was thinking was um i feel like when i was looking into being a father and i heard a lot about yeah the stats on the mm. the uh, couples more successful mm. and the kids uh, if the parents are together and that mm-hmm. and you know having that face to face contact you know mm. looking at your baby getting close and they can take it in things and stuff but then I, I was just thinking this is more of an anecdotal thing mm. that but if you look at history like a lot of the fathers were away on like wars and mm. uh, missions and things like that and mm. even more recent times but the kid would still want to see their daddy mm. and they would yeah. search mm. across the world to see their daddy and mm. I'm like I guess we have like quite a unique, you know, mm. a new unique thing mm. that mm. even if even some kids that weren't even they were brought up by their mum and mm. the dad was useless, mm. they still want to see daddy. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's quite that, a unique thing, eh? Yeah. Yes, yeah. If, if movies has taught me anything yeah. in this world, <laughs> I mean, I mean, think, I mean, it, it makes sense if you if you sort of put it in a way where there's always going to be that longing to sort of know your parent, right? Yeah. I, I think whether you know, and I'm kind of speaking out of turn here because, you know, I don't have direct experience with this, but the people that I talk to, even people that I that we work with, you know, there's always this longing to sort of know where you come from. And I mm-hmm. think part of that is knowing who your father is or who your mother is, depending on, on who you grew up with. Yeah. And that, that's, that's probably just like human nature in a certain degree, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess... Also, the other question, you know, when people went off to wars and sort of their, the children left their home, I think at the same time, the mom was still very supportive of the dad and said a lot of good stuff about him, you know, and supported him and, and, and made the, the child quite proud that their dad has gone off to war. I mean, look at World War Two. you know, people left for two, three years on a campaign, right, and never returned until after the war was done. Yeah, even you know? the... the, the um like Mongol, what is it, Genghis Khan, yeah. all, the, all these different uh, yeah. empires. And yeah, people went on crusades. Yeah, crusades, you know, yeah. you know, away for ages and then they'll come back 
and they'll carry on like they never left. Yeah. And the kids would love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. unconditional love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's, it's one yeah. of those things where you feel, maybe the child feels just lucky to have them back, right? Yeah. I think there's still going to be issues, you know, because, <laughs> you know, if, I mean, like anything that goes, you know, you go away for a long time, especially if you go into war, which is a very traumatic thing in itself. You know, you come back and you will be, you know, if you haven't, if you're not resilient enough to sort of deal with all that stuff, which is fucking hard. You can imagine going to war and just, you know, you're the last guy alive in your platoon you know and then <laughs> yeah. you have to come back and try to live life like it's normal yeah. you know that that kind of issue becomes a little bit more apparent to the child and you know sometimes i, I guess children can sometimes try and, and try and fix things you know because they think they can sort of help but mm. it um, comes yeah but like you know if i look at my household you know the role i play kind of and i think it becomes more clearer as time passes as you're still more and more involved mm. you know from i've grown so much as a father from you know, when I started six years ago, from where I'm now, you know, I've got a mm. feeling we're going to grow a lot more as, as the kids grow older. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But look at the variation in our house. So there's two adults, you know, um, mum, dad kind of thing in, in my household. So mum would, you know, as we speak, sit and make a dress, you know, mm. sitting there, making it, sewing, all those kind of things, cutting patterns and all those things. And the kids would walk up to her and, you know, have interest what what what's mum doing. Mm. But after a while... You know, often they'll walk out and, you know, I'm in the garden, you know, pulling out weeds or mm. doing something, you know, so it's slightly different. Mm. Um, so then they'll come and have a look at what I'm doing, you know, and, and, and we might do some things together. Um, and then they'll off to play, you know. So mm. I think because there's different adults with different interests still in the same household, mm. it brings variation within the household. Yeah. If you have a single parent, for example, they still, you know, interest, you know, mm. But it's harder, you know, because suddenly it's a sole person having to do all the cooking and the cleaning and, mm. you know, all the chores around the house, you know, and sometimes you're, you you know, the, it's not as much variation. So I think variation, you know, it, mm. it's, it may, may play a factor mm. in many households. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, yeah, it was, yeah, I miss stuff like, because it was my mom mostly, but mm. she was quite, she had sort of like a man, um, like she wasn't very emotional. Okay. And so, so it was interesting because mm. so we're all quite cold in my family. Like my siblings, there's five of us. Okay. Even though my mum, you know, like, even though our mum, you, you don't you don't come across yeah. cold though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Nah, I'm not. We're not very emotional at all. Okay. And um, so but we're brought up by our mum, so mm. we're missing that. And um, as you get, as you get older and you get married, and mm. um, my wife's very emotional, so it sort mm. of helps. Helps out. So like a balance, balance right? Balance yeah. it out, and mm. I'm learning from her and then, mm. uh, empathy, and to be more sensitive and mm. and things like that. So I agree with mm. you know they get get uh, different things. variations, but, right? Yeah. But as I got older, to I, I learned a lot from my mom and my auntie. Mm. And so I was about 15, 16, mm. and I found naturally that I gravitated towards my uncle and my brother. Okay. And there was no like day or um, or sign or anything. I was just like. Uh, innately internally I I wanted to learn from a man mm. I felt like my mom and my auntie mm. were teaching me and mentoring me mm. I don't know if they knew it or not but I guess I was until mm. and, so, and then I was like I need to learn from a man mm. from 16 onwards mm. but there was no like are oh, you going to go learn from your uncle now yeah, yeah. it was just oh, it was like oh, like an I don't want to hang feeling, out with my eh? auntie as much and yeah. I just yeah. I want to be around the guy, like yeah. a family man and my mm. mother. you know that's that, that makes sense right because, because no, it was internal yeah mm, yeah I guess because 
I mean, there's only so much a, a man or, or a female can teach, right? I mean, th- th- that's why we complement each other so much is that we can sort of pick both sides and sort of carry each other's slack mostly, yeah? So that makes sense, you know? And I guess, you know, it all comes down to sort of like that innate feeling within us about what we need. You know, sometimes it's not as clear and this kind of... You know, it's, some, it's something that sort of bypasses, you know, the, uh, societal norms and bypasses sort of, you know, culture, bypasses all that. There's something physiologically within all of us that kind of where a certain need needs to be met. And sometimes we go about it searching for it in a very, in very destructive ways. Sometimes we go about it and we're very lucky and can sort of find it in very positive ways. But there's always a certain drive or a need that's a little bit more and sometimes can be really hard to explain. It sounds like, you know, for you, it's like, you know, there wasn't really a a big sort of sign that said you need to go learn from your uncle now, but it's like you needed to go, mm. right? And I think everyone gets that. I think it happens for females, it happens for males. You know, you can't have too much of one side. You kind of want to find that balance. And I think we're all about finding that balance, yeah. you know? The feminine, like feminine, that's, and then the masculine sort of energy. Mm. I think like with the single parent, if they get, you need maybe from auntie, uncle, or grandparents to get those other aspects because if you're a guy and you have too much feminine energy for too long, mm. I don't think you might be missing certain mm. aspects that you might, and then vice versa. Oh, well, that's just my opinion. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Uh, both sides of it. It makes sense, right? I mean, it's, it's it's hard to sort of hold those views these days, though, with everyone saying masculinity is so toxic and shit yeah, like you that. You need some as a guy. Well, 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 I, well, I think yeah. it, it's very. Th- that's too simplistic to look at it. You know how they say everything masculine is is you know we all should be. It, it, there's a there's a clear difference between female and males and we all bring our own positive spin to the table right and yeah. it's finding that equal balance between the two which would help you know because like in my household you know like being the father in many ways it's being it's, the father in many ways in, many ways, <laughs> in what yeah. ways are you not the yeah. father <laughs> <laughs> like let's uh, you know like if I look at my daughters, they've got so much emotion, you know. Mm. If 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 something happens, it's 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 an overflow of emotion, and you know, and, and that's what I realized. So it's hysteria, you know. And it's hysteria, <laughs> you know, especially when the yeah, 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 come yeah, through, you yeah. know. It's hard so not to. Yeah. Something I'm working on is trying to help them manage that heightened emotion, mm. just yeah. to help ground themselves You're using you know? sensory modulation at home are you yes <laughs> so use your distraction techniques man <laughs> so you know and, and the thing is saying to you know t- teaching that it's okay to have emotion it's okay mm. to express that emotion you know just in a constructive way you know and sometimes not to you know like my youngest she'll fall for example but the kind of like yes she fell mm. um acknowledge that you know um but it's not the end of the world you know so mm. you don't have to be hysteric you know just come <laughs> show me what happened you know if you need to cry that's okay yeah. it's okay to cry but then not to escalate to a, you know a really <laughs> of course this, this regulate is yeah. what is the yeah. professional term that we use so right? I, f- I find myself you know that father kind of um role the helping rock a lot more yeah the rock yeah. or kind of helping mm. you know how to manage this uh, groundedness those kind of things mm. and you know if you do bump yourself it, within reason you know it's mm. okay to move on what do you need to do not to bump yourself again or mm. do you need to put on a plaster or something <laughs> but you know screaming is not always you know helpful you know so can be helpful in the moment that's in a, the moment yes yeah. <laughs> that's that's a awesome example we're going yeah. through a similar thing and yeah. uh i have this thought in my head but i don't know if it'll work 
but um, I'm thinking when my daughters get a bit older, I don't know if there's something out there already, mm. but to talk through all their different emotions mm. in life. And then, like you said, it's mm. all right to feel these, but to mm. be more constructive with them. And mm. so when you feel this way, like we don't have to go too far with it mm. And, mm. and sort of trying to develop tools through that. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything out there, but that's what I'm trying to think. Like, mm. so it doesn't get too escalated and, mm-hmm. you know, plenty. yeah, it's all right yeah. to feel that way yeah. and stuff, but don't make a decision when you're mm. in this, this mm. uh, thing, you know, go for a walk yeah. or breathe or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know yet, yeah. but. Yeah, no, for sure, and I get think them to be more aware of it. Yeah. And I think it's 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 what LJ was saying. You know, uh, teach them how to be grounded, and and you mentioned aspects of act therapy. You know, they ex- <laughs> acceptance, there is stuff they, out there acceptance right? and commitment therapy. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, and and this is the hard one because children are r- r- riddled with emotion, right? Right. A lot of the time, that's what drives them day to day. You know, it's like I want a cookie, and then you just fucking lose your mind because you <laughs> can't have a cookie. <laughs> Right, my youngest one does that a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, just sit there and just you know, it's absolutely like, uh, yeah, and, and sometimes that's helpful because I think it is good to express emotion. And the worst thing you can do is tell a child hold that down, you know. But I think they, they, there's better ways, and I think this comes with time and, and, and support. Is that you're able to sort of tell your child, you know, okay, you can't have a cookie now, you know. Um, but how how what what do we need to do? Sort of you know mm. maybe later after dinner you can have a cookie you know or sort of if you talk about emotion is giving them like the proper channels on how to manage that mm. more constructively. Mm. You know sports a good one. You know mm. sports is a great way to sort of help exert all your energy and so you're a little bit more in control when sort of negative mm. stuff happens. You know, yeah. so there's plenty of stuff right. There's plenty yeah. of tools that that parents can help kids learn. But I think it's allowing them also to sort of express that emotion when it needs to like fuck can you try and tell a girl you know if they fall down yeah. don't cry I don't know. cry <laughs> kind of makes them cry more right <laughs> don't you dare do it don't you do it you know i think you know and i guess we kind of get caught up in that sometimes you know is that we want them to grow up too quick you know and, I, and i'm guilty of that too it's like i kind of you know in a, in a sort of way when when something bad happens to them i want them to sort of already have the tools to sort of yeah. deal with it um, which I have to constantly remind myself that, you know, my kid's only nine, the other one's three, you know, they, they, they will take some time to sort of learn these skills. And that's, I guess, it always comes back to our original conversation about the parents being the yeah. first home to learn from, you know, and, and it's our job to sort of provide them with the supports and teach them these tools and how to regulate their emotions, how to manage these outbursts and how to control and probably even sort of like focus, you know, these sort of emotions yeah. a lot of the time. Because how I see it, you know, it's, it's, it, it takes day step by step kind of thing. But managing all that emotion, grounding yourself, you know, you know, if you do get hurt, for example, and you're able to work through that, mm. I think it's, it's, it's that stepping stones to or stepping stones to adulthood because mm. things will go wrong on that journey and it and and it's a, it's important to acknowledge it it's you know and if you have those emotions go through those emotions you know but i think that helps you with that independence you know as a as an adult you know so if if you know things that does happen like redundancies or financial hardship or mm. um you know relationship kind of you know issues in the future it just kind of helps you know i'm mm. hoping that these stepping stones will help yeah. them navigate life it takes us back to nursing school lj eric erickson's <laughs> stages of psychosocial development you know what yeah yeah i definitely want them to you know have their emotions and help them deal with them that but I th- um maybe it's just because I'm, I'm not very emotional but i want them to get uh to the other side in a little way because i feel like the emotion can control too much mm. where there's no talking to them. Mm. And um, 
in terms of like self-control and mm. discipline and all that like if you go on like every emotion you won't get anything done mm. and you can become like a 30 40 year old and you're still like crying because you don't get your cookie mm. yeah you know? so you yeah. gotta i think i'm more you know into feeling your emotion and stuff but mm. you've got to learn to it, in a controlled sort of way yeah and right? you can get like pushed around and, yeah. and controlled yeah. so much mm. that you, you get distracted mm. from your goals yeah. and what you're supposed to do yeah. like, based on your emotion in it. Mm. And I guess sometimes it, I mean, sometimes it can be good to sort of be, I wouldn't say, you know, you know, I guess you sort of describe your, you and your brothers as cold, but maybe you guys are just more in control of sort of the way that you react to certain things. Mm. I mean, some people do that as a coping, it's just a cope, yeah, way of coping. Yeah, it's definitely a coping, yeah, coping a, a way to cope. And there's some, I would say there's some utility to that because that takes a lot of control to sort of manage that, you know, it's like something negative happens and you're like, oh, well, I guess what do we need to do next to deal with it? You yeah. know, how do we manage that? And to a certain degree, I'm I'm like that in a way where where something negative happens and I'm just like, oh, this fucking sucks, but okay, <laughs> let's, what, do, what do we need to do next? Unless it's something like big, you know, like yeah, a death yeah. in the family, stuff like, like that stuff that really gets to me. But like yeah. other stuff is like, I'll probably get a little bit, fr- I get more frustrated about stuff now, mm. which is a bit odd, but... I think back in the day, like when something would happen, I'll be like, oh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. It's either I forget about it completely and move on, or if it's something I need to fix now, I'll try and fix it then. Yeah. And I think that's something that's, that is important because as much as we'd like to sort of say, and it's quite popular to say, we should be expressing our emotions. Mm-hmm. We should be expressing our emotions. But yes, we should be, but within our own control. Yeah. You know, like, trust me, me and LJ work with people who can't control their emotions. And I tell you what, it's very difficult to get anything done if you can't exactly. control it. Exactly, that's that, what right? I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think to some degree. Something that takes yeah. uh, half a day, takes two days. You know, yeah. so you're wasting a lot of time yeah. by not yeah. getting... Yeah. Like getting frustrated, right? Like yeah. you, something's happening, you get too frustrated, you can't even think about how to yeah. sort of manage that, right? Wild. We've, yeah. we've, we've yeah. all been there to certain degrees, right? Where you yeah. just get so frustrated. Maybe it's a new business, maybe it's mm. something at work, maybe it's something that you mm. needed to do. Do, but you know you get so frustrated and overwhelmed you just think fuck it leave it yeah. you know and then you come back to it two days later when really if you had a little bit more tools in your belt to exactly. sort of control your own frustrations yeah. you could probably have dealt with it then you know that's what I am yeah, coming yeah. at that yeah from so, that yeah, angle yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and the big thing is you know thinking of when I started as a father to where I'm now mm. I've made mistakes you know oh, uh, many sure, mistakes all, yeah, yeah, you know I've been quite perfect hey. <laughs> and I didn't talk about it you know yeah. <laughs> But that's, to me, it's okay. You know, I just say, well, I've made a mistake. I didn't like what happened there. Try something mm. new. Try something else. You know? yeah. 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 I, I don't know if you had this on your cards, but I found that fatherhood, um, I don't know if there's the avenue, but uh, the marriage as well. Like, mm. it's taken a big strain on our, mm. our relationship. Mm. Like, just the time and, yeah. you know, they're tired, you're tired. And it's like, yeah. you do it, I yeah. do it. <laughs> It's, so that's been another big, big yeah. adjustment. There. I think that's part of the We're marriage. Constantly working through, you know. Yeah. I think that's part of the marriage checklist. You know, checklist yeah. say like, oh, like you go do it, or no, I go do it. No, I'm too tired. Okay, now we've passed that in our relationship. <laughs> and I guess that that's perfect because that segues into the next question I wanted to ask. How what has changed since you've become a dad? You know, we've kind of touched here and there about sort of the changes that's happened or things that we'd like to sort of see. But like from when your first child came in and even your second child you know what's actually changed significantly for you that you've definitely noticed and you kind of mentioned one at the time with with your wife has sort of been a bit strained eh? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we don't go out on dates that much. Probably as they get older, like when our other one got to one, mm. before we had our first one, we started to get out because you could run around and mm. stuff. And, mm. But then when we had a second one, yeah, we're starting again. Yeah. So you don't have the dates. And um, um, maybe, I don't know if it's excuses, but I'm a bit more tired to be creative. And like, I used to do more thoughtful things. Yeah. But yeah. I've been more lazier. And, yeah. and then if I do have time or energy, it's it's... It's pretty sad to say, but it's more of a selfish thing. <laughs> I'll use that little bit of energy to do something to please myself, you know? Yeah. Where, like, I need to do that to, mm. um, you know, romance my wife or something, you of know? Course. Mm, of uh, course. Something thoughtful for her. Yeah. Whereas when it was us or just that one that our first child that got a bit older, I still had energy yeah. and yeah. everything for it. But yeah, I don't know. That's my excuse, but it's definitely. Uh, taken away from uh, just uh yeah that time of yeah and, and quality pretty, time with your wife yeah yeah. yeah 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 and um and then time for her to to do the things that gives her energy mm. you know yeah she's creative and so mm. if i'm not um pulling my weight and you know taking mm. the kids for a bit yeah, yeah she doesn't get time to refuel mm. you know yeah yeah so that's it's, it and comes back to the balancing act yeah, at yeah, the same yeah, time. Eh? Yeah. What about you, LJ? What what no, have you noticed? Very similar to Yash. You know, <laughs> like I find, uh, you know, both me and, and the other half is not as spontaneous, spontaneous yeah, yeah. as we used to be. You know, mm. easily just, let's just go do browsing at the shop. Or let's go to the movie. <laughs> so let's go and hang out with our mates, you know. Mm. And so it, it's changed everything. It changed our friendships, you know, it changed our relationship. Um, just how we spend day to day kind of things. Mm. I, I would say now for the better. Mm. Um, but it is different, you know, so instead of going, you know, to hang out with your friend's place, now you have to kind of consider, can the kids come along and what are they going to do there? Are you going to focus more on the kids than on your friendship? You mm. know, um, babysitters, all those things. So suddenly yeah. things can become quite expensive. If you mm. want to go to the movies, do you get a babysitter? What do you pay her? Those questions come up. Mm. Um, but it's also tiredness, you know, like, yeah. Um, Tired with the first born, second born increased that tiredness. So you're yeah. really busy, you know. And <laughs> so you know, so it's it's definitely a, a you know big life change. You know, I can imagine all the moms are listening to us now. Is like you guys are fucking tired. Oh, no. You guys are fucking tired. I. <laughs> They're rolling their eyes right now. I'm like, look at these sons of bitches. Look at these sons of bitches. Say they're tired. Please try giving birth. <laughs> they always have that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, you win. You can take that one. You can yes. take I take it all day. But I, it, it can't be helped, right? Because if you think of, like like we said earlier, if you think of relationships being, you know, being a balancing act, you can't help but sort of take on some of that tiredness, right? I mean, fuck. I mean, you go to work and then you have to come back and then you have to support, you know, support everyone and you know you, you like you mentioned you know you want to give your wife some time out to sort of do the things mm. that she enjoys that she wants to pursue that's not easy right you know i think that the biggest changes that i've known to, to be honest fatherhood kind of suits me i <laughs> i stay home a lot anyway yeah. you know so like like i'm very you know i'm very talkative i'm very you know i can talk people's ears off for years and years years if i have to go out i can be very social and stuff like that but if i had to choose and lj can tell you this mm. i would rather just come home i have not yeah. gone to any work function so far since i've worked there and they've stopped inviting me that's how bad it is <laughs> <laughs> they don't even bother they're like oh lj do you want to come to the bar later it's like oh you know i've got this it's like no, you're good, mate. And then move on to the next <laughs> one. Well, at least that, that better be the freaking reason. <laughs> no, but I think it, it's like like I've I've grown up a very selfish person, you know, so I feel like I'm not able to sort of do as much as much as I would like, 
you know, I still do bits and pieces here and there, but I think that's more like, I deserve this, you know, I'm going to do this for myself, you know, <laughs> um, and my, you know, but like my wife's very supportive of that. Sometimes, sometimes you do need a little bit of stuff to, you know, to do for yourself. I think self-care is very important. So whatever that looks for, for different people, I think you need to be doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's been a, a big thing for us because my wife's similar to you. Like mm. she'll, she'll prefer to stay home and all that, mm. but I need uh, this like, <laughs> you need once, social once, stuff yeah. once uh you know here yeah. you know like of course probably a lot more regular than she does mm, mm. and um yeah so there's been a bit of a clash on that like mm. you want to go out and i just stay home and <laughs> <laughs> look i don't i don't care. like that question you yeah. know because i know that's not a real question yes. like i'll just stay home with the kids you can go like, yeah hmm, <laughs> i feel there's a trick here <laughs> i'll just stay this yeah. is why women are much more intelligent than men. They can play yeah. us that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a, a yeah. tough one. So, but I'm, I'm as the older uh, second one gets older mm. and she can get off the breast mm. and that, then I'll mm. try to take um, take more. Take, yeah, 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 take the baby mm. more so she can get her uh, fill mm. sort of thing in the cup. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think it's all about timing, right? Because I did notice that once my oldest one, when she got to like four or five we were doing a lot more other things and i think that's just the natural progression of things right you know you have to be at home you have to provide and be supportive of the baby and stuff like that until they get to a certain age they're a little bit more independent i mean we're you know having a three and a nine-year-old does it is a little bit more easier now you know because you kind of can just like you know here's some books here's some blocks and stuff you guys can play and we'll go and you know maybe fold some washing Ha-ha, <laughs> fold some washing. <laughs> you know, we, we, sounds good. We that do some good, yeah. washing. Uh, we do a lot of washing, but we don't, you know, the folding is always to be desired, left to be desired. Yeah. But, you know, but you're able to sort of do a little bit more other things. And I, I think that's what I've noticed over time is that you slowly get back these mm-hmm. things. I mean, the good thing about me and my wife is that, you know, we, we can be social if we want to, but our preference will always be to be at home. Mm-hmm. You know, be at home. No, I'm thinking about it. My wife's been more social than I have lately. But anyway, mm-hmm. no, doing, but like, but like doing like school stuff, right? Like she goes and supports a lot of the school production. She, you know, they went watering the gardens yesterday. You know, it's like, do you want to come water the gardens? Nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be here. You know, but I think that's that's been the biggest change. But I think like we we've all know seen the difference, and I think over time as the kids get older, they'll you know we'll slowly yeah. get back that semblance of what we would classify as sort of our usual. It's it's very humbling, like you know, before you might be doing certain things, but. People go, oh, how was your day? It's like, oh yeah, you know, we we uh, cleaned up some spew, changed some yeah. batteries, and yeah. and, and you know, sometimes it's just you and you know your kids and your wife, and, mm. and for hours, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're feeding. It's not very uh, exciting sort of it, environment, you yeah. know, when you reflect on it and you tell your stories. Yeah, or, yeah. but to, compared to what you might have of done course, before, you yeah, know, yeah. So so it's very humbling. You know, you know, you're you're in your knee deep in parenthood is when you smell something off and it's like you know when you smell like poo. And then you just pick up your kid, and then you just smell it. And yeah, like, it oh no! <laughs> you're like, it just doesn't phase you anymore. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, like, yeah. oh no, need a change. Run off and change. You get poo on your hands, and it doesn't bother you. Yeah, yeah it's whatevs. Yeah, spewed on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all it's all fine. You know. So we've talked about what's changed. What hasn't changed? What <laughs> from having your kid? What hasn't changed in your life? It's. It, I think a lot has changed for me. Yeah. Um. I think my interest. Um you know, for nature and stuff hasn't changed. I had to adapt my interest a little bit, you know, but, right. but it's still there, you know, still, yeah. I still have, I mean, if my interest like fishing, I still enjoy that as yeah. well and stuff. Not doing it as much as I used to, but it, mm. it's definitely... That's still something that you, yeah. that hasn't really changed because I know you do a lot of fishing with yeah. your dad. Yeah. You're 
crazy into bees. Yeah. If you have any bee questions, this is the dude. <laughs> oh, he's been through it all. He's yeah. been he's been yeah. through hardships with bees. <laughs> you know. Okay. So yeah. like your hobbies have kind hobbies, of remained the same, yeah. but you've adapted yeah. it to sort of yeah. fit and sort of the lifestyle that you. And have. I think that's um, in many ways uh, filling some of the void. You know, we mm. previously go you know to restaurants and, and visit friends and maybe travel. I'm a lot more homebound now, and I think. You know, especially with my kids becoming a bit older, they can stop playing a bit and, and even be part of the hobbies. So I'm trying to use a bit more for energy in, in that. So that helps hmm. fill that that void. Okay. Um, yeah. No, yeah, that's good. I think for you. For me, the, my main one is my workout mm. mm-hmm. that I have to work out every day. And I was thinking about this on the way here, actually. And um, like, because sometimes I'll come in from work and then. She'll be like, oh, we're going here straight after. And I'll be like, oh, give me 10 minutes. And she'll mm. be like, no, 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 we've got to go. I'm like, no, no, I need 10 minutes. Mm. And I'm like, how selfish is that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, one day, but I, um, but then I think about uh, example of Christ, because I'm like, man, I, I just need this one thing. And, you know, he's saying, like, you got to be willing, you know, as the son, you know, was willing to die sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, am I willing to die? And then I say, yeah, I am. But then I'm like, I can't give up a workout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yes. So, yes. But I just, I don't know. My justification is just that it just makes me better overall. Mm. And then if, oh, this is my thoughts anyway. And then, But if I don't work out and I go, I'm just going to be a lump of shit sort of thing. Yeah. Sitting yeah. around and not really. It, it makes sense, right? Physiologically, you know, like, working out and stuff is, is very important. But I think what, even more important yeah. that is is routine. Yeah. Right? And I think if your routine is broken, I mean, we all know how hard is it to establish a routine to yeah. begin with, right? What is it, like four weeks or something like that? Of yeah, something consistently before it becomes, something like that, yeah, something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Before something be- becomes a habit. And I think it's so hard once you break that routine, yeah. right? It's all pretty much downhill. And I've done through a lot of routines over my yeah. time. And each one, every time it breaks, it's it's almost like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just move on. So I think it is important, right? Yeah. It, it is hard when you sort of just get back and you need to go somewhere, right? Like yeah. 10 minutes, 10 minutes tops. I just, I just need to do this. But yeah. I think it, it's important yeah. to you. Yeah, I just, I didn't function that well. Uh, mm. Call it addiction or whatever, mm. but... I just won't be that great of a person wherever we're going or whatever mm. we're doing. Mm. Um, and I guess like maybe other people, they'll be like, you can give up a day. But for me, it's it's an obsession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, but, unless it's the rest day. But yeah. usually a Sunday, I can do it. Yeah. But other, other day, other no. that. But that's part of the routine though, right? Yeah. Go up on the Sunday, yeah. <laughs> but I'll add to that, you know, so this is slightly controversial, but... Oh, finally, we've come to something controversial. A lot of people say, I live for my kids. Mm. I will give them everything. I will die for them. My life rotates around my children. Fair enough, you know. Fair enough, yeah. (laughs) That's for you. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, for example, I live for me. This is my life. It doesn't mean my life doesn't influence my partner, you know, yes, or my yes, kids. Yes, yes. So how I say this is my life, this is what I can control, you know, in, in saying that, um, I want, you know, to live my life, you know, and, and be part of, 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 you know, my other house, you know, and, and my kids. Hmm. But, you know, um, for example, I'll give an example. So a lot of kids, for example, you know, parents live for their kids. The kids kind of grow up and the role is to make your kids independent so they can navigate life. <laughs> so when they get to that stage where they become more and more independent, suddenly the parents want to keep holding on, holding on. Mm. And then suddenly the kids are, you know, married and they're traveling and they're overseas or they're working in different countries and the mom and dad is sitting 
with this void, you know, suddenly mm. my the emptiness kids, syndrome. What, 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 what does my mm. life mean? You know? Mm. So what I'm actually saying is, yes, your kids are very important. Um, your relationship is important. Acknowledge those things, but you still have to live life. You still have to have your own interests, do your own things, your own responsibilities. And then your kids can complement that in, in many ways. So as they grow independent, they can start doing their own things mm. and you can be part of those things, you know, like, my kids can be part of my walking, for example, or netball or whatever. Um, but I still have my life. So when they start becoming independent and start traveling and those stuff, yes, I'm going to miss them. Yes, I'm going to mm. yearn for more of that time. But at the same time, I still have my own things keeping yeah. me busy doing my own things. So it's... it's Because you're still an individual, you know? right? I'm you're still a person. You're still a person. So. I mean, with the children, it shouldn't yeah. shouldn't mean that, you know, you who you were yeah. before should be completely yeah. taken out. You should be able to integrate it yeah. into that. And, and like you said, you know, your children should be there to sort of bolster up mm -hmm. and sort of, you know, really uh, yeah. make things a lot more better as opposed to sort yeah. of like a negative, which it could seem at the very beginning, right? Because you have to put stuff on hold. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, when they say, that, you know, put things, things, things on hold, they sacrifice. I see it more as adapting, you know, so adapting to the needs here and now kind of thing, you know, taking on that new role as a father or, mm. you know, even if, you know, let's mm. say you're single going into a relationship, suddenly you have to adapt, you know, you, and, and, and it's the same when you're going into, a, for example, a fatherhood, you know, mm. it's adapting, I guess, and... Um, but it's still your life. You still need to live it, you know. And but it still influences, you yeah. know, others around you. Yeah. Tell that to our but wives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I said. I said to my other half, you know, you need to live your life. You know, focus on your hobbies and your interests. And I'm going to try to augment it. You know, mm. but together we are a family, and yeah. we want to raise our kids. And you know, so if she wants to do. You know, let's say ballet classes, I will support that as much as possible, you mm. know, I'll free up some time so I'll, you know, yeah. so she can go do those things. But instead of mm. kind of controlling one another or trying to control it, it's, it's more kind of control mm. what you can in any way. Yeah. yeah, I agree 100% yeah. <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you see like, yeah, people, they, the kids move on and then mm. they're stuck. But um, I guess that's probably the second thing that, when you said what hasn't changed, mm. like my podcast, um, that's probably the second thing. Mm. Whereas, like, I'm like, oh, should I give it up? Um, but I feel like I need it because once they move on, I've got to have my own project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I've got to have my own hobbies yeah. And, yeah. and passions. Yeah. And uh, I feel like they should see me pursuing things mm. if I want them to pursue things mm. as opposed to just putting everything into them. Yeah. You know, um, mm. which we need to yeah. put a lot into, but. I believe the same as you in terms of having in our own um, passions and drive and things like that. And, um, and, and that's kind of what I guess we all hope is that our children will see how passionate we are about things and how motivated and how hardworking we are. And that will sort of rub off on them as well. You know, it's like, oh, you look, you know, my dad worked hard to get this off the ground and he's running it now. Yeah. Like it shows he can do, you know, I can do that too. There's a crack up one where people go, oh, now that I have kids, I've found the purpose. And I'm like, oh, I've always had purpose. Yes. I've always had yes. things I wanted to do yeah. and achieve. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just enriched my life yeah. more. Yeah. But I wouldn't yes. say that I've found my yeah. purpose. That, that's not good, I don't think. I think if, if like... I'm around the reason. Yeah. For, you know, it like, should always be enriching you as opposed yeah. to like, this is my sole purpose, yeah. you know, to do that. Because that becomes very difficult because like you mentioned, once your kids go, then what, yeah. you know? You're probably like in your 50s. You're not going to have another kid, are you? And I think it's just good for them to see that as well. Yeah. Eh? 
yeah. modeling modeling what we want for yes the yeah. exactly and, and the big thing is you know it, how i see it is if you have time and you focus it on on interests you know let's say cycling as the kids grow up in a cycling world you know where mom or dad goes cycling that might stimulate the interest mm. you know so they might do cycling one day as a hobby as well as, yeah. as an example but that might be a common interest as well so mm. wherever the people you know kids go in the world and stuff you can talk about it it's a it's a common topic mm. you can you know it's an interest and if you come together go cycling but mm. if you don't have <coughs> those interests mm. you know yeah. your do adult daughter ask you what are you doing and i'm cooking cleaning yeah. um, you know when are you coming to visit you but there's no not not much more yeah so and it's, it's, they can feel your energy too eh? yeah. of course that you're not you know um excited or <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. people can yeah. freaking feel auras mm. and i think the kids are probably more in tune than, yeah. with that than adults and yeah, if they see sure. that we're sort of dead inside because we've stopped pursuing everything mm. um then they'll feel that and of course whether they'll they know model how that. to yeah. uh, uh, communicate that or acknowledge mm. it They'll feel it. Yeah. I mean, you, do, you, you can talk to a lot of people and, and a lot of how they view the world is most likely how their parents view the world. You know, if you if your parents have always viewed the world as this negative, dark place that you, you're going to no matter what you do, you're fucked, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. But like if, if that's how you've grown up, sometimes you can't you that's how you view the world. And that will be very difficult for you to sort of go into the world and feel positive around doing other things. Yeah. People get over it. You know, people can work and sort of get over that yeah. stuff. But, you know, it, it is something that we need to be <laughs> always mindful of is how we sort of portray ourselves and through action, right? Yeah. So, final question, right? Because I know I've kept you, you gentlemen here a lot longer, you know. Um, what lessons would you want to pass down to your children? For me, it's kindness. Mm. You know, if, if, if you have kindness in yourself, you'll be able to be kind towards others. And I think that's a good start for me. Mm. Mm. How about you, Yash? Uh, yes. Seek, seek ye first mm. seek ye first the kingdom and I think like everything else uh, mm. can be sorted from there mm. and encompasses your yeah, respect and mm. kindness and yeah. everything like that because yeah. um, mm. uh, uh, probably us males as well more like I try to sort things out and mm. figure things out if I do this then that will happen mm. but I found that that's always been a good thing to go back to or Try try to seek first, mm. and then make actions from there. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you know, um, so that's that's definitely yeah. one. Um, and respect mm. is what yeah, respect mm. is a big one. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess for themselves. Because mm. um, everybody respect is sort of seen as like a thing of respect others, but respect yourself mm. enough to to do mm. the right thing and look after yourself and nice. not just be self-sacrificing and mm. miss your own thing so yeah. respect others yeah respect value yourself, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 hmm if i had to think of one of the main things would be i think hard work can take you places you know i don't think i and i really believe this and i sort of try and portray this in all my um on my podcast is that i don't think there's a lot of reason why people can't achieve their dreams mm. you know there's very little reason people can sort of if, if you want it enough and you're going to work hard enough for it there's very little reason it, it won't be yours and i think mm. you know if you go about anything in life with that kind of mindset and then you know i think all the good things that's ever happened to me has been on the back of that mm. you know so I, i'm a really big believer in that and also exactly what you guys said you know mm. self-worth you know, kindness. That's something I'm working on first, you know. <laughs> I think I need to work on kindness first before I sort of tell my children to be kind. But, yeah. you know, I think all those stuff that make 
people decent human beings will be the if they can go away with with those lessons you know i think we can sort of say you know done done right by my children mm. so yeah yeah that's a really cool thing uh the hard work thing because um i was told to do like um say things repeatedly to my kids mm. you know even though they're babies they you mm. speak life and yeah. one of the things i say is that is i said you know you can do anything you want yeah as long as you're willing to work hard mm. yeah i don't want them to have this false thing of you can do anything you want just like that yeah mm. no like if you're willing to work yeah. hard and, if, if you want to, yeah, and you've got to work for it a yeah. Lot. Yeah, but you, you can do it but mm. it's gonna come at a cost yeah. Yeah. You, you need to earn it yeah. you know yeah, yeah. nothing in this world is really going to be given to you yeah you know i mean we can all sort of you know been through life in different aspects and sort of can sort of agree with that and i think the one thing that i've you know i've known you lj for like a long time and you know even just knowing you quite recently yes but I've, from what i can know from you guys so far is that you've all worked hard to get to where you guys are now mm. you know so i think that's a big big lesson to be learned yeah so we'll finish off what's uh what are you guys doing for christmas um we have like a theme this year just different countries so each each uh, family has to do uh bring some food based on their country so our one's spain and we have to okay. dress up a certain way so we're doing the um running with the bulls ah so white right. red nice spain and okay. we're still trying to work on an item Okay. Mm. We're trying to work on You can dress as a bull and then chase someone around. Yeah, we're thinking something like that. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to think of something like that. But my goal for my kid is uh, my oldest one. She can get used to the water since it's summer. Mm. So that probably, mm. probably that's probably the main thing. Nice. Family time and then getting her used to the water. I want them to yeah. be able to swim. With all this heat, man, the water would be blessing, man. What about you, LJ? What are you, what are you doing for Christmas? Family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't doing jack shit this Christmas, man. <laughs> I'm going to be selfish. <laughs> man, thank you boys for joining me today, man. Well, um, I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Malo for listening to this episode of the Thought Plantation Podcast. You can find more episodes like this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Thought Plantation Podcast. We are also on Twitter at T Plantation Pod. Malo opito homo lava mike, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Thank you.